Welcome to The Uncomfortable Truth. Today I talk about the limits of technology, GADs, the limits of technology. You know, we seem to think that technology is the be-all and end-all, right? It's a cure to all of our needs, our challenges, our maladies. Technology will take care of all. But life is a rheostat. It's not an on-off switch. There will be technology of great help. Right now they have a MAKO system that helps robotically replace hips. And there will be areas and issues where technology makes no sense. The doctor sitting down and conversing with you about what you need, how your behaviors have to change, and what the diagnosis is. Remember checklist societies and paperless offices? They never came to pass. People still write checks. And in fact, my computer does very little else but chuck out paper. Do you really believe that we're going to have solely electric driverless cars? I don't. We'll have some, but they're not going to take over. Do we really believe that solely renewable energy can power our cities and industries, our major urban areas, our military? Technology will power all these things through conversion of what? Tidal waves and wind and sun? I don't think so. Technology, on the other hand, has led to catastrophic hacks, loss of personal identities, financial ruin, catastrophe. And it's created unsupported expectations. We got an AI vacuum in here. We got something called a Roomba. And uh, it couldn't move five feet once it encountered German Shepherd Air. That, that took care of that. You can get it up manually, but not with this kind of AI. Technology has produced the ability to magnify human errors, often disastrously. Remember when the ballistic missile attack was going to hit Hawaii because the bulletin went out? This is not a drill. Now, you can make a case that there was an individual who took things too seriously, who couldn't separate reality from non-reality, and it was human error, but nonetheless, technology magnified it. Technology allowed it to reach people en masse and frighten the hell out of them. So technology is like a magnifying glass on human error. It focuses on it. It makes it much worse. It's created a dependency which has dumbed down humans and dumbed down our judgment. Young people can't spell anymore. They just know abbreviations on text. They can't do math in their heads. They can no longer parallel park a car. It's astounding when you go to a supermarket and now the registers, the technology, actually tells the cashier what change to provide. Yet, the cashier still has trouble counting out the change according to the indication. I had a bill the other day at a hardware store, and I gave the clerk a quarter and said, give me a full dollar back instead of, you know, 90 cents and change, and give me 15 cents. And she couldn't figure out how to do it. I had to tell her. And then she said to me, why do people insist on making this so difficult? Well, it's difficult because you can't use your damn head anymore. It's limited our curiosity and our problem solving. You know, we Google things. We go to Alexa or Wikipedia. We browse Facebook. And therefore, our discoveries within those resources range from insufficient to incorrect. We've conceded meaningful talk over meals, and we've allowed it to be overcome with independent manipulations of smartphones and iPads. All of you listening to this have seen a family at breakfast or at dinner or at lunch in a public restaurant, in a hotel, with every member of that family uh, having a nose buried in some electronic platform. There's no longer meaningful conversations, at least not across the table. 
and the conversations taking place electronically are usually kind of banal and insipid. We suffer trolls on the internet. We're faced with vulgarity on the internet. We're exposed to intimacies we'd really rather not see, hear, or even know about. I can sympathize, I can empathize with somebody in the hospital. Do I really need to see someone in a bed with tubes and wires coming out of them? Do I need to see somebody taking a photo of a gash on their foot that just happened and putting it on Facebook and that really happened? Before they called the doctor, before they called the ambulance, before they tried to tend to it, it was still bleeding, they took a picture of it? Really? Maybe that was enough time for infection to set in. I saw a great play years ago called Avenue Q. It uh, claimed to uh, support full frontal public, public, I can't even say it, full frontal puppet nudity. And Avenue Q was quite, quite funny, and one of the songs in it was, the internet was made for porn. And you have to admit, a great deal of the internet has been set aside for porn of all kinds. There's a mechanized checkout mechanism in Home Depot here, but it requires people to help you. You would think that the artificial intelligence, that the technology would have cut down on labor costs, but instead they have to have people roaming these automated checkout aisles, helping people who can't figure out what on earth to do. As the disembodied voice comes out of the machine and tells you to put in cash or a credit card, or I don't know, even a check maybe, for all I know you can put your watch in there and do a trade. But you have to put things on a way station, (laughs) you have to then put them on a, a place where they can be packaged, and so Home Depot employees are roaming around trying to help people. The other day, I wound up at um, United Airlines in L.A., and uh, or Boston, actually, and they didn't have red caps outside anymore. American does, but United doesn't. I have to roll the luggage inside, and there was an American employee telling me that I could put it on this way machine, this scale of some kind, put in my boarding pass or passport, and it would grind out a ticket, which I put on the luggage, and then I take it over to a counter where they take it from me. But I couldn't figure out how to do this. It wouldn't recognize my passport. And so he had to help me as he helped dozens of other people while I was there with his colleagues. And then I took it over to a desk where there were still more United employees who took the bag and processed it. Now, wouldn't it be easier if they just had a red cap out front getting tipped who took care of all this instead of assuming people can conform to the technology? By the way, have you ever seen someone who got their boarding pass electronically on their iPhone and they're a TSA and they can't pull it up and they are desperately maniacally standing on the side while people pass them by trying to find this boarding pass on their iPhone to get through security before their plane leaves. Have you ever filled out any forms online, particularly from a government agency? It takes forever. Even the surveys that hotels and airlines send you, they're created by technical people to please themselves. They're not created for a a positive customer experience. Even the surveys are dreadful. And how smooth really is electronic banking? For example, why does a wire transfer take six days? And that's the God's honest truth. Why would a wire transfer take six days in an age of electronics and AI? I was locked out of one of my bank's accounts recently, and we had to have a person walk me through on the phone because something went wrong with the passwords. Imagine if that happened when you had to make a critical transfer of funds. You know, it occurs to me, and don't go running madly up the aisle here, that religion and technology are very much alike. Both of them, both religion and technology, try to order the vagueness of the universe so that we can try to understand it and feel less lost. But at least religion admits that it's a mystery. Technology doesn't. 
It seems that technology is a is an earthly god, a secular god, that is supposed to be able to prove all things and cure all things. Now I'm not a Luddite, I'm not anti-technology. I love the proximity indicators on my cars, the cameras in the fenders, the heads-up display on the windshield, the night vision capability I have. Yeah, you know, I can press a button. And on the screen of my dashboard, I have night vision capability. I can see things that you can't just see looking at the windshield. I love all that. I'm using technology to reach you right now, and you're using it to listen to me, right? All I'm saying is that at the end of the day, judgment's got to prevail. Nesbitt had it right, high-tech, high-touch, back in the 80s when he wrote Megatrends. And I would posit the higher the tech, the higher the touch. It's not all tech, and it never will be. How are you interacting with your customers and your friends? Are you sending email or are you phoning? Are you accepting voicemails or answering your phone? To what extent is your business and career about relationships? And of course, to what extent are your relationships about relationships? Technology is a tool, not an end. If we don't view it that way, it'll be our own end. Like a driverless car with a bug in its system that drives into a parked fire engine. By the way, that's a true story a Tesla, and that's really uncomfortable truth. <laughs>